Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, and most especially children of all ages, Sean and myself included, welcome back to the Wellbeing in Your Wallet podcast, the premium but not yet freemium Affinity Federal Credit Union podcast. I'm Grant Gallagher. I'm the head of financial well-being here at Affinity, and I am joined today by my co-host, Sean. Uh, Sean, say hi to the folks. Hello, everybody. I love the intros every time, Grant. I think they get better and better. My name is Sean Lubitz. I'm the vice president of retail and digital branches here at Affinity Federal Credit Union. Thank you, Sean. I can dedicate those to my children who keep me up late at night, and I have random, strange thoughts swirling through my head. So thank you, Madeline and Delilah. All right. So to kick this off, a quick icebreaker for you. Um, Sure. You know, today we're talking a little bit about uh, career and how that relates to your financial well-being. So can you share your favorite job you've had, why it stands out to you, maybe a little bit about what's your least favorite job um, and why it made it challenging to you? Sure. I, um, oh man, favorite job. So actually when I was in high school, I worked at an after-school program um, with elementary school kids. So I would get out of work or out of school every day. I don't even remember what time it was, maybe two o'clock and, um, drive over to the local elementary school, work there for three and a half, four hours after school and just play with kids. And it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, super interesting again, how you kind of develop relationships with, you know, different children, even their parents coming in, so it was just, uh, again, really, really enjoyed that, whether it was the dodgeball or uh, coloring. Maybe I'm just a really simple person, but definitely enjoyed <laughs> hanging out and having fun with the kids. No, that, that that sounds like fun. And that that totally overshadows my, you know, boring, <laughs> well, every job I've done at Affinity has been really rewarding. I was going to say know, Affinity, but I didn't I didn't want it to come off a certain way. So I, no, I went yours, with the yours is way better. And, you know, I don't I don't know if you know, our boss, when they're doing the reviews, are going to listen to this podcast and, you know, listen to my brown nosing. But no, re- realistically, you know, every every job I've had here at Affinity has given me an opportunity to do real positive change and walk away at the end of the day feeling good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not, never any of that, like, I had to sell some of my soul to corporate America to put food on the table. It's like, no, we're, we're working towards something that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's felt pretty good. And maybe that means that I need to go out there and find more fun jobs that involve <laughs> dodgeball and, and coloring and playing, but on the, on the flip side of things. And, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are here, but I've worked a couple of retail jobs mm-hmm. and I'm grouping those all into my least favorite <laughs> because I have to say, and shout out to all of our retail workers out there. The general public is rough. You know, they, sure. they come in with all sorts of ridiculous requests and expectations and, random stuff that just pops up and you know your your poor guy working at the cash cashier at you know your local <laughs> restaurant is just like okay well we're a burger joint but i guess we can find some some chicken somewhere or you know yep. oh you want the last one that's in the box in the back of the room that nobody quite knows where it is i i guess i can go get out the rusty ladder and try to figure out where that is um, yeah retail retail is tough for sure i i will add this um when you talk about favorite jobs, I will say this working as a teller was probably where I learned the most. I will, I will say that. I think that's when it, it kind of hit me as this is a career. So Mm -hmm. obviously if I could, you know, play dodgeball and and color after school right now and make that my career and 
you know, have the means to provide for my family, that would be fantastic. But really looking at my career path, that's when everything kind of changed for me, right? That's when I realized, you know, I, you want to continue to learn and improve your skills. You want to improve your knowledge of product services, how to speak to people, how to adapt to different people, right? When you are, again, even in retail as, as a teller, um, that's when it all really kind of clicked for me that this could be a career and that became very interesting for me. So I, I definitely enjoyed that. When you talk about least favorite, um, out of college, I had a, I won't say the company obviously, but I, I had a, a sales job, um, going door to door to small businesses basically. And I learned a ton in that role. It wasn't necessarily even the, you know, the cold calling, if you will but it was, it was the expectation of how you got the sale. It was not what I felt to be the most honest way to go about getting a sale. Um, I lasted there only about three months at most. And that I can say is the only job that I've ever left without a backup plan, without having a job lined up because I just, I just did not agree with, again, the, the expectation of the process of how the sales worked. Well, I, I think the good news is, is that public opinion is on your side yeah. and very few times have people been like, man, I am really good. really glad that that door to door salesman dropped by in the <laughs> middle of me doing something. And it was the perfect time for us to talk because I, I don't think those words have ever come out of anybody's mouth. No, it's a, it's a tough job. And I will say this, um, it wasn't even that, that piece of it, right? Cause I, I do think that's a very difficult job anybody that does do that you know i i give them all the credit in the world but it's um if you can do it and you can do it with dignity and integrity it's if that's your thing and you're good at it kudos to you um like i said it wasn't even so much the the role itself it was more the the organization really just did not do it well totally fair all right well if you haven't figured it out already we are talking about maintaining financial wellness and well-being during a career change um, and talking a little bit about, you know, what you can do to build your confidence, prepare yourself and keep your overall financial well-being intact. Uh, it can be a very stressful time in your life when you're changing jobs and you're changing careers. Um, kind of important and, and Sean, you, I'm glad that you brought that up. There is a little bit of a difference between a job and a career. You know, sure. job is more transactional, career is more longer term and, and kind of looking forward. Um, but obviously, you know, both if you're changing jobs or even changing careers, you know, it's, it's a transition time. Um, you know, that's, it's, it can be stressful. There, there can be a lot of, or should be a lot of planning involved to kind of get yourself to a place where it's as least disruptive as possible. Um, cause you know, change, change is hard, change is scary. And, but you know, what you can do to, to kind of minimize that is, think it through and, and plan for it. So, you know, kind of just to kick this, this conversation off, you know, what advice can you, can you give individuals to help them feel more secure in a choice to, to change jobs or careers? Sure. I think it's, um, it's extremely important first to know your value, right? You need, you need to know, um, what you are capable of, how hard you're working. It's also very important though, to understand that money is not everything. You could, you could be in a role or in a situation where you're going to continue to learn and you have a great mentor or manager and you're going to continue to take so much away from that person or that organization. Um, it's, it's going to help you tenfold down the road. 
it's not worth leaving that that job for another $3,000 a year to go to yeah. an organization that you may not get those things. So again, I think it's it's a combination. Know your value, know what you're worth, um, but also really understand that it is not just the money. Um, it really is just, are you learning? And if you find yourself in a situation where you know, maybe you feel like you're, you're not getting the money you deserve and you're, you're not continuing to learn and you feel kind of stale, then maybe it is, you know, the time to look and see yeah. what else is out there. But the number one, I will number thing number one, one thing I will say is put in the work. Yeah. One thing I, I see from time to time are individuals at, it, it could be friends, family, other organizations that feel like they deserve something, but they're, they're really not going above and beyond in their role. Um, so again, know your worth, know your value. It doesn't happen overnight and, and put in the work. I think that's very, very important. To, to add to that too, make sure you're talking about your concerns related to, because this is, you know, even before you've made that decision to, to change careers and go somewhere else, if you're, if you're frustrated in your role, if there's pain points, if you feel like there's things that, you know, you're hitting roadblocks, you don't see opportunities for progression, you have a poor relationship with somebody that you have to work with, have you talked about it? Have you brought it up with your manager? Have you brought it up with somebody that you, that you need to talk to at the organization to see if there's ways to fix it? Because, I mean, the worst thing that could happen is you go down this path of figuring out what your next step is, make these big moves, make this big disruptive change. And then on your exit interview, you're like, oh yeah, you know, my manager did this and that, you know, and we couldn't figure this out. And this was a hard thing. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, we could have, we could have taken care of that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Commu- oh, and this is a place you, you really, yeah. This yeah, is a place you really is liked. Key. Absolutely. And again, that's, that goes back to being happy in what you do, being, you know, appreciating and respecting your peers having fun at work, right? Work is work. Yeah. No, you know, it is what it is. You know, 99.9% of people have to work, but you want to enjoy what you do. You want to enjoy the people that you do it with. So going to work and, and being able to have fun holds a tremendous amount of value. And I, I want to make sure people take that into consideration anytime. Again, they look at the bottom line and, um, you know, just the, the pay aspect of making changes. Yeah. Be, be thoughtful and intentional in your decision-making. Because at, at the end of the day, even if you go through this exercise and you do realize, oh, this actually is a pretty good place, a pretty good good role that I have, that that in itself is a decision-making. And, and you went through the, the process of kind of evaluating it. You know, is, is it a career or is it a job? You know, how long? And also think about it too. You know, be strategic about this. How long do you plan to stay at your job or a career? Is, is, do you have a time limit there? Um, you know, how much are you willing to commit to any one role? And that's a decision you need to make, whether you're, you're, your current, current role or, or looking forward, um, as well as what your career goals are. I mean, is, does your current employer align with what your career goals? Are they willing to grow with you? Are they willing to grow you? Are they willing to create a new role that harnesses talents that you, that you have, that you've displayed? Um, you know, that's, that all of the best employers that I've seen recognize the value in their people and will create new things for them to do that haven't existed before. Cause they recognize that value that they're creating and that special talent. Um, but you know, some, some bigger places that have a very rigid HR structure, you might not be able to find that. So you, you need to be mindful of, of kind of what you're, what you're trading off if you, if you're switching, switching 
employers or, or careers, um, you know, and you have to set those expectations too. You know, whether it's whether it's with your your current manager, your current employer, or you're walking in the door of of a new career, you know, what what are those expectations of of that job that you have? Because the best time to be able to, to have the power to negotiate and kind of set those terms is is upfront when you're starting. Mm-hmm. You know, even before you're starting, you know, even at that at the interview process, you kind of need to make it clear what you're hoping to get out of this, and it's not just about pay. Um, because once you're in that role and you're doing it for a certain amount of time, the, the norms kind of set in and, and those are the norms, you know, it's, it's going to be much more difficult to, to change that. But, you know, if you need a certain amount of income to support your financial well-being, well, you need to figure that out up front and put that into your plan. You know, you, you can't figure that out in the, in the back end. That has to be a critical part of, of that planning process. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, again, when we talk about savings, it's, it's, beyond important in this situation, right? Because if you are in a role where you think things are a little, a little dicey, you're not sure what's going to happen day to day, or, you know, are they going to call you in the office? Are you no longer going to be there? You want to eliminate as much stress as you can, I guess it, it would be a stressful situation, but having that savings to kind of back that up would always be a great feeling. And then on the flip side of that, if you want to make a change and you want to take that leap and leave a current company or a current role, or maybe start a whole different career path, you're going to need that, that buffer, right? You're going to need yeah. a little bit of that, that, um, safety blanket to be able to confidently make that change and know that you're good for a little while as you get on your feet in, um, within that new company. So again, savings is always going to be a, a critical part, whether it's, uh, resignation of your own choice, or if something happens and you're let go, it, it will feel really good to at least have that that security blanket to um, to kind of live off of for a little while. Yeah, no, it's it, it's planning for the transition, at, you know, really strategically and tactically thinking about it for what it is. Because realistically, if if you're looking to change change jobs or careers, you know, there's probably going to be a time buffer in there, and whether that means you're doing it on the side while you're still working your existing job. I mean, if you can manage that, that's great. But I mean, a lot of the folks that, that I've talked to that have changed careers recently is it's, it's a tough application process and it's a, it's, it is almost a full-time job searching for a new job. So are you going to need to quit your current one to move on to that next role? And Mm -hmm. do you have the financial means to, to make that work? If if you're on the downward spiral, how much time do you have left at your at your current job? Have you have you kind of thought about that? And you know, do you have an emergency savings that you could potentially dip into to to tide things over in the meantime? Yeah. Um, you know, you really need to think about all of those things, including if it is a major career change, if it is a different industry, if it's a different kind of role. Do you need different training or qualifications? You know, do you have those? Do you need to go to school to get those? If you can find an employer that's willing to cover those schooling costs, cover those training costs, great. You know, maybe that's something that is you specifically pursue while you're looking for for that new role. Um, but you know, you need to have that part of the job search process. You need to make that part of the conversation in the interviewing and hiring process. You have to be up upfront about that and, and just think about all of all of that upfront. Yeah, it's important to, 
I won't even say as you're younger, right? Because I think these things can happen at any stage in your life. You can, you can choose a different career path. You can, you can make these changes. What can make it more stressful, a little more difficult is just the added responsibilities at any point in your life. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's really important. Typically anybody, you know, out of high school, out, out of college, even if you're still unsure of what you want to do, try some different things. Right. I, yeah. I, we've had some people in branches even who were phenomenal. They got hired. They don't have any banking experience. They're on the teller line. They were phenomenal, but they realized this is not what they want to do. And that's absolutely okay. Yeah. Um, they could go be a plumber. They could go into fashion. They could go into any other aspect of work or any other career path, but you will learn not only different skills within different roles that you take on, but you also will kind of reinforce what you are passionate about, what you enjoy doing. Um, I think one of the biggest things that you want to avoid is just regret, right? Yeah. So I think I'm happy, but I've never tried these things. I don't, I don't know what this role consists of. So as you don't have those responsibilities, typically younger, try some different things out, you know, dip yeah. your toes into, into different career paths and see, see what sticks and see what you enjoy. Yeah, it, it's so important to test the waters because I mean, and, and we've brought this up before when we were talking about gig work. You know, some people try to transition their their hobbies that have some sort of income available to them into a full time job or a small business or a career, and then they find out that you know when it when it actually becomes work, it's work, and they're no longer enjoying it recreationally. But if they can kind of test it out and slowly work their way into it and see if it's favorable, or you know, that's that's obviously a, a good approach. You don't you don't want to dive all in when you have a lot of responsibility on on your shoulders. And you know, when you're when you're changing your job, your job or your career, it can have a big impact to your budget. I mean, one of the major things, you know, at least as as Americans, we rely on our employers for is is health insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, and health insurance can vary so much from from employer to employer. And if you suddenly find, you know, that the doctors that you really like are no longer in network, or maybe you now have higher deductibles, or maybe just you're out of pocket for the insurance in general is more, that could throw your whole budget way out of whack. And something that you thought was a great increase in your income up front. Well, now you're finding out that these costs are significantly higher and you've just gone through all of this pain and frustration going through this change and there actually isn't as much upside as, as you thought. Yeah. yeah. Understanding again, the why, right? Why are you making the change? I think is the, is the biggest question to ask yourself. If it is, you are just truly unhappy and you want to find something else that makes you happy. Maybe money is not as big of a factor in that situation. Um, if it is money and, and that's what motivates you and that's absolutely okay, to your point, make sure you do your homework then, right, on how is this all going to add up? Because I definitely have seen it where people will leave a, a role or an organization and think they're going to make, again, another five or $10,000 a year, but their benefits yeah. package is very different um, and they end up making the same amount, maybe a little bit more, but it is not what they intended um, or what they expected when they make that change. So again, Understanding your why is very important, and then really just make sure that you know you you do your research, you ask the right questions to make sure that it's going to fill that need of what you're looking for. Yeah, and, and I mean that's that's really just what it all boils down to, you know, because there's there's a lot of fear 
and potentially misconception that people are up against when they're looking at these career changes, a lot, a ton of uncertainty, you know, and really the best way that you can smooth that out and mitigate it is doing your homework, asking the right questions, being thoughtful about it, and and just really just making sure that you are going to go down this path because, you know, your, your bills aren't going to go away. You still have to pay for everything that you're already paying for. And, you know, there's, there's always going to be that little risk that the career that you thought you were going to like, I mean, maybe it is the the career that you like, but you don't like your manager and, you know, Gallup research, you know, you always bring in our friends Gallup, (laughs) you know, they show that the manager is kind of one of the biggest influences on people's job satisfaction and why they leave jobs. So even if it is your dream dream uh, organization with the dream career, you could have a terrible manager and that could make it a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And then what what then? You know, did right. did you kind of think about a, a plan B? Um, yeah, there's and, a, there's always that uncertainty, right? Anytime you you change careers and to your point, you're working with a whole new group of people, whether it's yeah. your manager, your peers, you know, subordinates, if there's, you know, there's team members or people that you're managing, um, you never really fully understand what you're going to get. But I, to your point, again, it's very important to understand why you are making that change. If, if you're making the change to get away from a manager, you should really do your research to ensure that the, the company you're going to go work for or the manager you're going to go work for is what you are looking for, right? Because you don't want to yeah. make this change and, and end up in the same situation. And what I've seen too is people who maybe are very ambitious, they want to move up, right? They want to climb the ladder. They want to get promoted. They want to be a manager, but they will take a role somewhere that's very, very small because it pays more money and then be frustrated because they don't have the opportunities that they may have had somewhere that that's a little bit larger. So again, it's, it's making sure you understand the why and just really weighing out the, um, the risks as well as the advantages of making those changes. Yeah. And, and you, you actually hit on a, a really good point that I want to bring up too. You know, when you're going through the interviewing process, typically you are going to be being interviewed by your hiring manager, the person you're, you're going to work for. Um, so, you know, try to, try to suss out what kind of person they are. If you have a compatible personality, if, you know, you guys can get along and, and work together well, because that might be just as important as the actual job itself. Um, and you have that opportunity of, you know, 30 minutes to an hour to kind of chat with this person, understand what they're all about and, and get a good idea of, of if it's a good fit for you. Um, you know, you don't have to accept the job offer if you feel like it's not going to be a good fit, that it's the right move for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you need to think about how your overall change in career is going to potentially impact your financial goals. You know, yep. do you have any big milestones coming up? starting a house or starting a family, buying a house, um, these could all have a big impact on whether it's the right time to, to make a career change. And, you know, if those, if those are important things with an important deadline to you, you might want to reconsider. Absolutely. All right. So to, uh, jump over real quick, we actually do have a member mailbag that I want to hop over to, um, right in line with our conversation today. So uh, I will just uh, share with you guys that uh, if you do have a question for a future member mailbag segment, you can send us to, it to us at AffinityFCU on Facebook or X. 
formerly known as Twitter, with the hashtag member mailbag. So today's member mailbag is, uh, I'm facing a significant career decision, and after spending years in a trade nine to five, a traditional nine to five job, I want to follow my dream of becoming a content creator and social media influencer. I'm passionate and ready to dive in, but I'm also aware of the highly competitive nature of this industry, where income can be inconsistent, especially in the beginning. How can I prepare for this change in my career, knowing what challenges are ahead? Ooh, yeah, I feel like that's um, that's a tough one, right? There, I don't think yeah. there will ever be the perfect time, right? Yeah. So it sounds like from kind of what was written in the letter to us, there's not going to be a perfect time. It's more you need to plan as much as you can, right? Have some of that security blanket of, of savings account to make sure that you are financially secure, at least in the beginning, right? Before everything starts to kind of unfold for you. But it really is going to be a lot of planning and then a lot of work on their end. I would say yeah. if this is something that you're going to do and you're going to make this career change, you really want to make sure that you you stand out, you prepare yourself. Uh, a lot of people, you can do so much work to educate yourself and prepare yourself for a career change prior to even making that change. Yeah. Um, and that is very, very important, especially in a situation like this. Make sure that you're ready and you are you have the education to back what you were looking to do. That's that's exactly where my head is at is, you know, looking at content creation and social media influencing, you know, you can start to do that stuff on the side yep. without fully committing to it. And, you know, be super critical about yourself. Share it with, you know, the people around you. See if you do have what it takes to make it there. Um, and, you know, be open to that criticism. Because if people don't think you're going to be able to succeed, well, social media influencing kind of relies on the court of public opinion. So you got to listen to that and you got to be open to it. And, you know, maybe be have have a hard conversation with, with yourself and your family just to make sure that that would be even a achievable pivot. We've said this before too, but you're going to fail when you make leaps like this, right? When you make changes yeah. in your life, there is going to be failure. Fail fast, um, yep. learn from those failures, and then pivot, make tweaks to, you know, whether it be, you know, the idea of what you want to create, the idea of where you want to be, um, you're going to have to constantly make changes um, to that plan. And that's okay. That's what you want. Right. Yeah. You want to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. It sounds like this person would be doing that. Right. Again, leap of faith to totally change careers, but be prepared to fail. It is going to happen at some point. You have to bounce back quickly and again, learn from it and make those changes to make sure that you're, you're successful with something that you're passionate about. Yeah. Just be thoughtful, thoughtful and, and critical in, in your approach to this. And if you can make it succeed, awesome. But don't, don't push yourself into somewhere where, you know, you're setting yourself up, self up for failure. I mean, that's, that's the reality there. All right. So jumping over to our product spotlight today, we're talking about smart start savings and whether you're saving for a down payment, dream vacation, or rainy day, we're here to help you earn more towards your financial goals with Affinity's award-winning high yield smart start savings account. Affinity Smart Start Savings earns 4.0 annual percentage yield on the first $10,000 in savings, which is 10 times higher than the national average as reported by the FDIC. This means more savings rate on more dollars for Affinity members. For those new to the program, it's unique for its inverted interest structure that encourages our members to get started on their savings journey with no minimum balance and no monthly maintenance fees. 
It is a great way to start building your emergency fund since this structure allows for easy access to funds when you need it with no limitations on transfers or withdrawals. Did I mention that Smart Start is award-winning? Affinity Smart Start Savings Account was recently named Best Credit Union Savings for High for deposits under $10,000 by CNBC Select and was previously recognized as Best High Yield Savings Account by the Buy Side from the Wall Street Journal. Save smart, earn more, and reach your financial dreams quicker with Smart Start. You can visit affinityfcu.com forward slash smart start to learn more. That's all one word. Affinityfcu.com forward slash smart start to get started. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. So, uh, you know, Sean, to wrap this up, what are your key takeaways? Can you maintain financial wellness and well-being during a career change? Absolutely. You can. Um, I think it's, again, it is a lot of preparation. But at the same point, if you are focused on your why and what you are trying to achieve and, and why, you, again, you're making that change, just do everything you can to ensure that, you know, the change is the, the right move for you. But there is, there's always going to be that little bit of leap of faith. Um, but again, if it's something that you're passionate about and you really want to get into, I think it is, it is something that's very worthwhile. Yeah. Plan, plan as much as you can. You know, you can't plan for everything, but as much as you can, that'll, that'll help kind of minimize the risk and the frustration and the stress all related to it. Um, you know, and, and tap into your, your network to talk to people about your concerns and, and, you know, what you can potentially do to ensure that you're going to have a smooth transition as possible. Um, including talking to your friends over here at Affinity. You know, we can help you from from a financial well-being perspective. We got two new branches in our in our branch network in Madison and River Edge, New Jersey. Stop in, say hi to the folks. You know, they'll they'll help you out with whatever you need, especially if you're uh, you know looking for membership, maybe a Smart Star Savings account. Who knows? Um, but they can really take good care of you. So would love to see you and hear from you for sure. Yeah, yeah. So just a, a reminder, uh, you know, if you have a question or comment for our future member mailbag segment, you can send it to Affinity FCU on Facebook or X with the hashtag member mailbag. Uh, please rate, like, and subscribe for more of the Wellbeing in Your Wall podcast. And you can visit affinityfcu.com for additional information about financial well-being and Affinity products. As always, we appreciate you listening and hope you come back and listen some more. And as always, be well. Be well.